Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. I mean, it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, March 17th, and St. Patrick's Day. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a great day today. We made it to the end of the week. I'm pretty excited about it. After my run, I did pick up a couple of uh, shamrock shakes at McDonald's. I think this is only like the second time I've ever had one. Um, I only picked one up because um, the baby's at home. She came home with a fever yesterday early from school. The fever fortunately broke pretty early in the afternoon once she got home. And then uh, she's been kind of fine, but we had to keep her home another day. So uh, I thought I'd bring her home some treats. So I got one for my wife, for myself, for the baby. And I also got her a Sunday too, because I figured, I don't know if she's going to like it. And I got to tell you, I love the color of the shamrock shakes, but it's minty, you know. I'm not a huge fan of mint in things. Unless it's for cleaning my teeth. I don't really like mint. So um, it's okay. I'll have one today. Feels festive. All right, everyone listening to the podcast and audio-only version, maybe you're in the drive-thru right now at McDonald's or wherever you're getting your green-flavored beverage. And if that's the case, hopefully you're going to enjoy it. And if this is you watching on YouTube later but not but not live, maybe you already had your shamrock shake for today. Or maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't have those where you are listening from. People listen to this all over the world, so it might not even be a thing in your country. If that's the case, let me know. Me message me somewhere or... Or leave it in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube later. Let me know if they even have shamrock shakes where you live. All right. Let's see who we got here in the chat. Eliza's here. She says mint is for toothpaste. I, I agree. Toothpaste and mouthwash and gum. I like it in gum. I, I'll, I'll take it there. Um, candy canes are like the one like crossover exception where I'm like, I'll accept it in a candy cane. But then again, one of my least favorite candies is candy cane. <laughs> All right. We've got um, Asperina says two days before my first marathon had a great training cycles but got achilles issues two weeks ago and now with a change it looks like it might be a wet one fml well you know what uh you know you're in the taper for the last two weeks so hopefully that gives you some time for your leg to get right good luck on your first marathon let me know where you're running that first marathon um runner will says hello everyone hope you have an amazing day mike what color are those tights in the mud today uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that the tights that I wore today are pink. They're like a pur purple fuchsia color. They they might be pink. I don't know. I felt like I wanted to, I wanted a lighter color for the day because I was running in the Solomon Sense Rides, and those are like a, they mine used to be white, and then I had like a whitish um, Johnji jacket, and then I went with like a whitish fractal hat. It had some like green color and the trim and stuff. So I was like, I need a lighter color for tights. Most of mine are just black. And so I was like, I have two pairs of tights that are not black. They're both from John G. And one is um, like earth tone, like copper. And I like those. And then the other is uh, that pink color that you saw today. So I got them plenty dirty though. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Mace Windex, what's going on, man? I'm, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It says, hi, is the Wubo ring worth getting if you already have a Garmin? I would say, in my opinion, yes, at least for a little while. Um, Whoop might be better. Well, I don't know. I haven't tried the Oura ring. Oura ring? Oura, Oura ring? I haven't tried the Oura ring before. Um, but the Whoop, I liked it. I felt like the sleep metrics were pretty good. 
And they do a good job of teaching you like what the sleep numbers mean. So I feel like getting that, getting the subscription for like a short while, like several months, maybe half a year, and then kind of quitting is like a good amount because then you could figure it out. Problem is then, then what are you going to use to get those sleep metrics and those recovery metrics? I don't think Garmin does a good job with it as it is because I get to cherry pick because I've tried all the different watches. I have different sample watches laying around all the time. I live with an Apple watch. I run with the Garmin 255. So I wear two watches at the same time. And I sleep with the Polar Pacer Pro. It's not ideal. I don't recommend that for a lot of people. But that kind of gives you a sense of like what I think is good at what. I don't know. This shamrock shake is growing on me. I'm guessing it just has a lot of sugar and fat in it. And that's why I like it. There's probably a lot of salt in it too. Jairus Royo says, happy Friday, everyone. Doing my taxes while watching. You are not the only one who has said that. I feel like this is probably num the number one running podcast to listen to while you're doing your taxes. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to declare that. This is, you guys are in, the number one podcast to listen to and have on in the background while you're doing your taxes. So welcome, everybody. Hopefully it goes well and that uh, it all goes smoothly. <laughs> uh Plain old Ben said, I had the Portillo's milkshake yesterday despite my lactose intolerance. Yeah, my wife's been avoiding dairy too, but every once in a while, I mean, she goes she goes in spurts. She has some thing, things she's trying to get sorted out. So every once in a while, she like will eliminate dairy from the diet. And then it's like, then we feel like having pizza. And then she's like, oh, I haven't been feeling better when I eliminate it. And so I think she's in an on phase. And she definitely had the shake. I don't think she had the whole thing though. And then she didn't realize that they come with whipped cream. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I got it how they, I just asked for a shamrock shake. That's how they gave it. And she's like, oh, I don't like the whipped cream. I'm like, mm, let's just, just go for it. You know? <laughs> All right. Here we, here we have some international news. Uh, Ileana Hadzidasova says no shamrock shake in the UK. That's a surprise. Although maybe not so much. I wonder, is there shamrock shake in Ireland though? Mm. Is that is that like a is that like a UK Ireland schism kind of thing? Maybe I don't know. I don't I don't really understand all the the full nuance of the cultural tension tension there. Um, Asperini says there's nothing that fancy as a shamrock shake in Spain. That makes a little bit more sense to me. I can understand that one. Uh, Ams Am space Mz. I'm gonna just say that's Ams. Says, hey everyone, just pick up a pair of Super Blast from the Marathon Sports on Boylston. There's tons of Boston gear there. Ooh, I'm getting excited. Guess what, guys? I finally booked my hotel for the Boston Marathon. I have my, I've had my flight booked for a long time. And um, I just kept forgetting to book a hotel for Boston. And uh, I finally sat down and I did it yesterday. It's not going to be cheap, guys. But I think I have a decent hotel. I've been to that hotel before. So I feel like, all right, I know the area. I kind of know the lay of the land. There's a good place to get... Bam me. I always you guys always give me a hard time however I say that sandwich name. But there's a good place to get tofu bam me sandwiches nearby. Bam me. Is that, is that better? I don't know. So there's a good place for that. And then there's also I know where the Starbucks is and stuff. So I feel like I feel like that's good. So I'm good. My my backup backup though was I was talking I was telling Ashley Mateo about it in Tokyo and she's like, Well, if all else fails, you're you're welcome to split a room with me. I got two beds. I'm like, um, that's very generous, but I'm like, I think I'm going to have to find a hotel room. I'm not sure. I mean, 
yeah, just there's, I don't know that that would work, but that was very nice of her to offer. All right, Shannon says, haha, hey, Kofamzy. No shamrock shakes for me. Drinking a can water with cucumber and ashwagandha. So there's some great there, green there, right? That's definitely going to be d a, like a dirt. Does the ashwagandha make it a dirt color or, <laughs> or what? Um, interesting. You know what's funny though is like, so remember, uh, do, I, I haven't be, really been using a lot of Unived stuff lately. But what's funny is that like all the stuff that Unived has been doing, like, like four or five years ago is finding its way into all like the more mainstream products now. So like the ashwagandha drink is like everywhere now. Man, remember the first time I tasted that? It made my water look like dirt and it made my, my arms tingle, tingle. That was intense. Um, and then also they've been putting bicarb in all their gels for years. And now uh, Martin just came out with a, um, a bicarb eating protocol i'm not sure i'm not sure how i don't know i think the amount of bicarb that martin is having in person ingest is a lot more than what unived was putting in their gels but like i don't know it'll be interesting to see if anyone has any explosive digestive issues from the bicarb because i feel like that's the amount that you really need for it to to have any physiological significance <laughs> Uh, Mark Peterson says, "Hey, Coach, just got done with the Tokyo recap bid. Brilliant once again. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. I know that was a that's a long one, so it's going to take a while to, <laughs> to get through. The Manor runs says, "Hi, Kabuzi. First time on the live feeds. Well, welcome. Glad to have you here. Says went to the Believe in the Run shakeout at the New York City Marathon and completely didn't know anyone there. So that's how I found you and been loving your content since. Well, that's awesome. Very cool. They're going to be back in New York this weekend." for the because it's the half this weekend right is that what Susie was saying that's this weekend and then i think there's a cloud surfer launch the on shoe um so they're doing an event at fleet feet at that same so i think it's at the same spot i mean the meeting spot might be like a little bit over actually in the fleet feet store but yeah you can go out there and check them out again very cool um zelda boss 23 says hi kabuzi one of my first times actually tuning in on a stream welcome to you too What's your favorite hard, easy minute ratio for a run? And have you tried the Rivera 3 yet? I haven't tried the Rivera 3. Um, but my favorite like hard, easy minute ratio for a run is if I'm doing a session, like so most of my sessions are just easy runs. So like today, 10 miles, easy effort. I don't really care what the pace is too much. Um, I used to watch a lot closer with my low heart rate to stay under a certain heart rate number. But now like I have a pretty good feel for that. I'm much more intuitive with it. And so I don't really, I just, especially it's easy in the winter, just start the watch, pull the sleeve over and just go out for an easy run. 10 miles, easy. Yesterday's run, 10 miles, easy. Same thing. Um, but if I'm going to do a session and if it's going to be kind of like an interval workout, my favorite interval workout is six minutes, six times, six minutes on, one minute off. Six minutes at threshold pace, something you can hold from like 40 minutes to 60 minutes, but you're doing it for six minutes. And then one minute off. Um, that's one that sometimes takes a little bit to build up to. So if it's like early in a training block, I might start off with like four minutes on and like 45 seconds off or a minute off. The rest are a little bit long if I do it that way. Four and one, then five and one, then six and one. And then um, for a long run, uh, I think my favorite long run workout, there's two that I really like. Um, 
one would be like a little bit of a warm up, like two to four mile warm up, and then four times five k at marathon effort, with like anywhere between like a k to a mile of recovery in between. So that's a nice long run, a very long run. Um, I don't know what the ratio is for that. And then the other long run that I like is somewhere between like 16, 18 miles total with 10 miles at marathon effort. Not necessarily marathon goal race pace, but what you think you could run like a marathon at today and do that for 10 miles. So if you're in the shape to run 16 miles, then you can always do the workout because then it just means your marathon effort paces are a little bit slower, but you're still putting in that level of intensity. So that's why I guess hard to easy would be two to two to three, right? For that one. For the threshold effort ones, it would be, I usually put a two mile warm up and a two mile cold, cool down on that one. Four and then six to one, plus the other four miles in there. So I don't know that throws it off. So th those are the basically the two workouts that I do. Tim Sue says, finally made it. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome, Tim. Rain runners here, but only for a bit. But we're happy for the time we have. Um, all right. Blaz Ikazo says, I feel like my Garmin Phoenix sleep metrics are very accurate. Overnight heart rate variability is also great. Like overnight heart rate variability and beat to beat interval are like the two numbers that I care about the most. And on the 255, I just feel like they're not Either they're not right or they're not sensitive. There's just something about them that doesn't match up with how I'm feeling as well as the polar one does. I feel like the polar one tells me when I'm about to get sick. It just knows. Um, and I'll be like, I, I feel fine. And then I'll be like, I don't know why these numbers are off. And then like nine hours later, I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling a little run down today. Am I getting sick? You know, so it'll like, it'll tell me. Um, I don't get that level of sensitivity from the... Um, Garmin. I don't know. But I've never tried a Phoenix. All right, let me scroll down a little bit more. Dermot Dowling says, there's no shamrock shake, but a couple of pints of Guinness to prepare for a 20-mile run on Sunday. Happy St. Patrick's Day from County Kildare, Ireland. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I mean, I feel like if I... How how disappointed would someone be in me if I were in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day and I walked into a McDonald's I was like, can I get three shamrock shakes, please? Like, I feel like, I feel like that'd be like going to a bar in Australia and asking for a Foster's. You ever put ice cream in, in a Guinness? I haven't, but that kind of sounds really good. Luke Klein says, yo, what's going on? I made it today. Hi, Mike, and hey now, Kofuziax. Welcome, Luke. Good to see you again. St. Pete Runner here. This is first time here. And hello from St. Pete, Florida. Obviously, LOL. <laughs> Welcome, St. Pete Runner. The Dark Knight wants to know, are you going to review the Ride 16? You know, I think for the first time in five years, I don't think I'm going to review the Ride I reviewed the Ride 10 GTX. Remember then they went in the Ride ISO? Then it was Ride ISO 1, 2, and then 3. And then it was Ride 14 and 15. Is that is that how it went? I don't know. I reviewed all those. And like each time 
I'm liking the ride a little bit less and less and less. And then from what I've seen so far, the ride 16 is exactly the same as the ride 15. And I didn't love the ride 15. So I, I just don't think I'm going to review that one. So like, I think this year, like, I don't know if I'm going to review the ride 16. I don't know if I'm going to review the ride, uh, not the ride, um, the 880 version 13. And I'm actually not sure if I'm going to review the Pegasus. And that'll be the first time I don't review the Pegasus in eight years. So like my first, not that, I don't think I actually ever reviewed the Peg 32, but I've been running in the Pegasus since the 32. And so I just don't know. I just watched Believe in the Run and they talked about it in the um, Watching the Drop podcast. And I, 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 you know, you guys told me, I, I was expecting that they were going to do something big for number 40. And you guys have told me that like, no, it's just going to be an upper update. And then those guys confirmed that it was basically just an upper update. And I'm like, I didn't love 39. I still only have like 30 miles on that shoe. After the review, I don't think I picked it up a single time, maybe once. So I just don't know if I'm going to review that one. Hmm. Yeah, Dark Knight said the Peg 40 midsole is exactly the same. So I'm like, I, th I think I think so. Um, Lou says the ride eyes were the worst ever. I didn't hate them. I think if I were to rank the last five years of rides, it would start number one is the 10 and each year just a little bit less. I think so. Uh, Ward Becker says, when testing all these different shoes, don't you get massive blisters all the time because your feet are not used to them? Nope. I almost I almost never get a blister on my feet. And, and I think my theory on that is it's 2023 and like people are getting really good at making shoes. And so like, I feel like if I wear shoes and the first couple of times that I wear them, I get a blister. That's a problem of, about the shoe construction, not a breaking in. I just don't feel like shoes need to be broken in. The only exception that I would accept would be something like the Norda. We talked about that a little bit. I think it was it yesterday. The shoe's supposed to last like a thousand miles. You know, it's supposed to be extra, extra, extra durable. So for that reason, I would anticipate that in the beginning, it might not be the most instantly comfortable shoe. You know, so yeah, but like otherwise, I feel like a shoe should feel its best pretty much like the second run out of the box, you know. I could, I could be wrong on that though. Uh, how Pedro Araujo, I don't know, Araujo, I'm so sorry I messed that up. How Pedro Araujo, Araujo, Quise. I'm going to have to try that a couple more times. It says, greetings from Brazil. I'd like to know your suggestion on the best carbon plate shoe for the first one. Right now, I would say the best uh, for your first carbon plated shoe, and I'm not saying it's a beginner carbon plated shoe because it's probably one of my favorites, would probably be the Endorphin Pro 3. I feel like this is one of the... Ooh, I have, I have two options for you. Endorphin Pro 3 and the SC Elite version 3. I'd say these are the two that I would recommend for your first one. Um, the Endorph the SC Elite version 3 is even is the softest one, but it's got a little bit less carbon pop to it. The Endorphin Pro 3 has a little bit more carbon pop, 
but it's still a pretty soft one and uh, I really like it. Also, the price on, I think both of these is uh, under 250 US. So I'm not sure exactly what the pricing is gonna be like in Brazil, but um, cheaper than like a retail like Vaporfly. So those are, those are probably the first two um, that I would recommend because they both do a good job of providing you a sense of like, oh, this is what the carpent shoes are all about, but they're also pretty forgiving as well. So those are the big. Um, Jonas, I'm going to say Jonas because he's from Sweden. Jonas Edsborn says, unfortunately, we don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Sweden where I live. So no green drinks for me. I had a beer after my run today, if that counts. Well, I, yeah, I think that, that, that'll count. That'll count, I think. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't think I'm the right uh, arbiter of whether that counts or not, but uh, I, do, I do like having a beer after a run. Although, like, leading into, uh, not, I'm trying to think. Like, going into Tokyo, like, the, most of the build, I didn't drink too much while, you know, even during the week or on the weekends. Once I got to Tokyo, thing I loosened up a little bit. A lot of I normally don't drink like the week before a race, but I was just like I need to figure out a way to get used to this time zone. And then afterwards, you know, I was just in the celebrating mood. And then even when I got home, same thing. That lasted about a week. You know, a couple of beers here and there, uh, a couple of beverages at dinner with my wife, kind of thing. But now, kind of back in the training mode, so. Maybe on the weekend, I might. Mm. It's getting really, like, watered down at the end, though. Mm. <laughs> Dermot Dowling said... <laughs> If I went to Ireland and tried to put ice cream into a Guinness and have a little bit of a, like a, a Guinness float, I said, you'd be arrested if you put ice cream into a pint of the black stuff over here. <laughs> what, what, what would get me, what, what, what would be more offensive for me to do if I were to go over to Ireland on, on St. Patrick's Day? If I walk into a pub and ask if they have any shamrock shakes or if I walked into a pub and then put a scoop of ice cream into my Guinness. <laughs> I think both of them would put either one to give me it. I think I'd be very politely asked to leave. <laughs> All right, Lalo P says, I'm gonna run the LA Marathon in the Super Blast. I'm gonna save the Sky Plus for CIM for my first attempt at sub three. Ooh, nice, I like it. Uh, I kind of wish I were at, in LA this weekend for the marathon. I've been seeing all the posts on Instagram from all the tech reps that work for ASICs. Like a big marathon, like LA Marathon, they kind of bring in everyone from all the regions, you know? And I met a lot of those people um, both in the lead up to world championship because I was going with the van to all these places. So I hit all these different regions and meet the tech reps there. And then I also met a lot of them ag again or for the first time in Eugene um, and so some familiar faces and then um, they're all seem to be in LA together so it's a fun group it's a fun group of people so 
And uh, the LA Marathon was good, and I like LA a lot, so kind of wish I were there. Rain Runner says, I've loved the Saucony Endorphin Speed 2s. I'm nearing the end of my second pair. Just ordered the Pro 3 and I'm excited. That's a good shoe. He said the Speed 3 sounds it, like it's more daily trainer. You know, that's just how a lot of people have been using it. And I could see it, but that's not how I enjoyed it the most, personally. I felt like there's softer. I'd rather be in a Rebel. I'd rather be in a Nova Blast 3. I even would rather be, at least maybe not the Clifton 8, but I'd rather be in a Clifton 9 than using the Endorphin Speed 3 as a daily trainer. But, you know, different people, different feet. Some people really like it that way. So. Mm. Daniel Ku says, just curious, what's the worst shoe you've ever ran in and why? Um, it was... Um, I don't know if it was the worst, but the one that I had like the real, like the most difficulty running in, and I just had to like just stop, was um, the on cloud flyer. I think that's what it was. This would have been like twenty. It was a long time ago, and they've come a long way as a brand. But like, uh, I think it was twenty nineteen, and the cloud, whatever one it is, it's one of their speedier shoes. So like the clouds weren't as big and there was just much more speedboard feel. But there was something about it. Like, you know, I, I talk a lot about in the reviews like the 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 re like the compression, decompression. There's a rhythm to that. And I felt like with that shoe, it would decompress as my foot was still coming down. So it was kinda like like really jarring with each step, or at least when I was trying to run faster in it when I was doing intervals. And so like I, I ran in it like two times and all of a sudden like I was being coached by uh, Coach Robin over at Edge Athlete Lounge at the time. And I was telling her about it. She's like, well, you should probably come over and have the physio take a look at your knee. That sounds like IT band syndrome. And I'm like, oh, man, that stinks. And so the next, like, two days, I just ran easy in a different shoe. And, and it went away. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then I ran in the cloud flyer one more time. And I was like, it's back. I was like, okay. Well, that, that's one that I'm not going to really try wearing anymore. So that's that's one that I feel like instantly there was like a problem with it, um, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. So, so um, I'm not saying there's anything. I'm, I think there were people that really liked the shoe, but it just really disagreed with me. So, yeah. Uh, Nataku says I'm doing cherry blossom in two weeks. I've watched your videos. Other than the hill at the end, any other tips or things to look out for? Um. No, I don't think so. Uh, there are a lot of out and backs on this course, um, but uh, kind of like we're like Thomas talked about it a lot. I mentioned it a little bit in, in like going to Tokyo. You get to see all the other runners too, so that's kind of nice. So um, I enjoy that. It wasn't so bad because I would see all my friends. Um, but yeah, uh, not, not a lot to to really worry about. Just be prepared. Like DC is just like a crazy fast city. Everyone there is fast, it seems. So, like, that that just was kind of shocking in the beginning. I was like, man, why are there so many fast people here? Uh, Josiah Kim says, what kind of socks do you use or recommend? I'm, I'm not too picky on the socks. I'm, I think I'm pretty lucky. I guess it's kind of related to the question about blisters earlier. But um, for me, like, 
I mean, I could even in the winter when I'm not sweating a ton, I could probably just run in a regular pair of like Fruit of the Loom or Hanes like cotton socks and be fine. Um, but uh, you know, I do think there is a value in running socks. I don't necessarily, I don't usually use like merino socks. That doesn't, it's an extra expense that doesn't do anything for me, it seems. But um, the, the brands that I gravitate to, just because I feel like they fit my foot a little bit better, are Stance, um, Darn Tough. They're made in the USA in Vermont with a lifetime guarantee. So I do like um, that company quite a bit, Darn Tough, which it's a pun. A darn is a technical term for a part of the sock. And they're also darn tough socks. So it's like made in the USA and a dad joke all in one. And then, um, let's see, what, what other brand? Those are the main two um, that I tend to reach for over and over again. Um, but a lot of companies are making good socks these days. So most of the, like the running shoe brands, I don't think any of them make ones that are bad. I'm sure they all make ones that are bad, but like if you're getting like the running performance ones, they're all pretty good. So like, but as long as you're getting like a running specific sock, that's kind of like what I think is important. The thing that you'll want to kind of figure out for yourself is do you want, they make so socks that are thin or thick for more or less padding. I usually go with the thinnest sock possible because I want to be able to feel the shoe a little bit more. And now it's also a preference for me that I want the thinnest, lowest cut sock. But, you know, uh, they come in different thicknesses too. Mm. Kevin Huang says, I visited South Korea right after high school and drank my heart out that summer. Since then, I've had almost no desire to drink more than a single serving of anything. It's like I got it out of my system. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever got really gotten it out of my system. I guess, although I guess I'm just kind of chill about it now. Um, you know, what's funny is so since since coming back from Tokyo, my Instagram um, is an interesting mix because for a while I was looking at all like kind of like Japanese stuff, like figuring out like Japanese tourism and like customs and just things like that. So like my Instagram feed was showing me like all sorts of things. Japanese. And then since that, it's kind of been like, well, maybe he likes other Asian stuff too. So it's been showing me some like Korean stuff as well. And um, it's just really funny. Um, there are some very like stark differences between like uh, Korean and like Japanese cultures, even though they're so close, they're separated by a little, a little bit of water. But like, I mean, that's a little bit of an understatement and oversimplification, but like the cultures are just so significantly different. Like my, my experience in Tokyo was very much like, you know, it's a country of considerateness and decorum and, and, um, you know, everything's very like, it seems very like proper. And then like the feet, the, the reels that like Instagram shows me of like Korean stuff is like a dude, like eating like a giant ball of food stuffing in his face chewing it like three times and while his mouth's still full slamming a shot of soju and then throwing more kimchi in his face you know and it's just like a very very stark contrast in terms of like the cultures and it's just like when korean people eat we just keep shoveling we never we never have an empty mouth we just keep shoveling more food and liquid in and like 
I don't think the other Asian cultures quite do it like we do. <laughs> so it's been it's been it's been interesting to see like as a stark contrast when like you see it on the Instagram reels. It's funny. All right. Uh, Michael Martinez says, what's a good race strategy for a half marathon? I'm shooting for sub 150. Um, so, you know, I would say, uh, settle in, in the first mile, kind of like, you know, trying to line up in the right spot. But, uh, I used to always say like, take it easy because it's easy to overdo it in the first mile, uh, or two of a half marathon. But I'd say like, just make sure you're getting settled in, you know? Um, and then, you know, half marathon, it's just about a, like a kind of like a gentle pushing the entire time. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of the time in the marathon where you're just like, you know, I just want to go, try not to think too much, don't waste a lot of energy. With a half marathon, it's always like kind of like a, a constant press the entire time. So unless it's a particularly hilly course or something like that, or a windy course or something, I would say, pretty much shoot for even splits, you know, knowing that the second half, you're going to have to work a lot harder to hit those second, those easy splits, the even splits, but the level of intensity will go up the entire time, but hopefully their paces will stay about the same. Mm, David already, he says, I, I'm not even going to try re <laughs> to read that, but I'm sure it's a very nice uh, message. And then the second sentence says, says happy patty's day from Cavan, ireland got a pb in the mullinger half marathon today excellent work woo woo so like is it just was it like a saint patrick's day run that's pretty cool nice just a saint patrick's day like half marathon run is there is there beer at the end that sound that'd be a pretty nice way to to celebrate the day what's funny is in chicago like the news stations will um send like their newscasters to all the different Irish bars in Chicago, of which there are many. And they're just drinking all day. They drink, I mean, it's like they got to be there for the morning news. So like the news crews are there at like six o'clock in the morning and there's other people there already getting after it. Not to say that that's the only thing that St. Patrick's Day is about. I know there's a different, there's a whole other side to it other than the festivities, but in the U.S., we focus on the festivities. <laughs> good, good job on the half marathon, PB. Matt Legrand's here. What's going on, Matt? Good to see you. He says, Yoko, what's going on? And Min Yu says, South Korea's price on alcohol is ridiculously cheap. Like soju is $5 a bottle. We're in the States, Canada. It goes up to like $21 for a bottle. Does it I don't think I would pay $21 for a bottle of soju. It's small. It's not a lot. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, it, it is a good drink to drink if you want to drink all night. You know what I mean? If you're going to have a long evening, it's a good one. Because like, if you're going to drink that much like Jameson or something like that, that's going to make me sleepy real fast. I suppose, yeah, I just, I don't think I've ever had like a, a long soju night before. Just not something I've tried. Well... There was this one time in Madison, but it wasn't. Mo it was. It was only soju for part of the night. All right. Uh, George's Masonry says, "Look at this dog. Look at this dog in this picture. The dog's like, what's going on? 
Um, George's Masonry says, how much or in what way do you adjust your stride when running downhill? Something I struggled with in a recent half marathon. I think a lot of that depends on the grade of the downhill. So like if it's very downhill or how I like to put it, useless downhill, then you gotta, you're doing a lot of braking and you're kind of like heel striking your way down because it's so steep. Um, but if it's a nice gentle grade, like a two to 3% grade downhill, um, then I feel like I open the stride up just a little bit further. So that way I can like gravity carry me just a little bit more on each stride. Um, and it turns into, I try to make it feel more like drills than I do make it feel like regular running, um, when I'm doing that. So that's the, that I think, I don't know if that's like the best answer, but that's kind of how I approach it in my mind. It depends on the grade. Um, but I like to try to take advantage of the, the the gravity assist as much as I can. Candy Crazy says, "What's your take on the Ultra Boost Light? Ever consider running a Toronto Marathon?" Um, yeah, Ultra Boost Light is interesting. I th I think I've mentioned this before. Like I feel I think if Adidas sends it to me, I'll re I'll review it. But I'm otherwise like not that interested. It's got a really crazy camber to it. Like there's a heel bevel and it's curved at the front so it looks like a big smiley face to me now it's a very unusual shape and then the i don't know if they're still are they still calling it lep the lep system just keeps getting more and more complicated and i'm like at what point does this just turn into asics old trustic system which i hated or like a mizuno wave plate i'm like this is just becoming too much stuff boost is great do you guys remember the old boost when it just used to have that little thing underneath your arch the little torsion bar that was great. Like, I don't, why, why, why do they keep putting these things in there? I don't, I don't like the things that they keep putting in it. And it seems to have it. I don't know. Um, so I'm not super excited about it. I mean, maybe that's what, maybe that's why they need to send me a pair if, if there's something worth looking at, but I don't know. They kind of lost me after maybe like 19. This one does look more promising, but I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of shoes this year that I'm, I'm not going to be reviewing. You know, I didn't review the Ultra Boost last year. I'm not sure if I'm going to review Ultra Boost this year. JC says he gave up alcohol for Lent and have, hasn't missed it. Are you going to keep going then when Lent, once Lent is over? Hmm. Will Willing wants to know, what's the best shoe for running a hilly 15K? Endorphin Pro 3, next percent 2, or can we send 8? Which would make running the hills easy? Which would make running the hills easier? Um, I think that those would all be really good choices for a fifteen k. I love that distance, by the way. Um, I think you could take the Takumi Sen Eight. I think that would be. I mean, it might be a touch long for the Takumi Sen Eight, um, especially if there are, are steep downhills and you're doing heel braking. You might want a little bit more on the back end towards your heels. I might go with the Endorphin Pro 3. Next percent would be a good choice too, but um, I'd probably, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably pick the Endorphin Pro 3 on that one. Dermot says, you should definitely look at the Dublin Marathon in October. Great course and crowd support is amazing. Don't worry about accommodation because you could stay at my house. Well, that's very, that's very generous. Um, that sounds fantastic. I'm, you know, 
I was telling I was telling Forty, you guys were here. Was it last, two weeks ago? Telling Forty, like I've been I've been trying to figure out a way to work out like a Euro, like a England tour. I'd also like to do Europe, but Europe's so big. I don't feel like I could do a Euro tour. I'd just be away from home for too long. But I feel like England is of a size. But then I was like, well, if I'm in England, I should go to Ireland as well. So it's like, but then, but then, but then we're talking about that's a lot of that's a lot of ground to cover, you know. So I got to figure that. I got to figure out a way to find a partner to to do that kind of trip with. So I think it's going to be a little bit too big for me to plan, like logistics wise and probably expense wise, for me to pull off on my own. But I'd love to be able to do that. Um, I do like the Great North Run um, as a potential option. That's a race that I'd really like to do at some point. Um, yeah. So well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see about that. Matthew Arconero has a good point. The cherry blossom is very crowded. It's true. Just enjoy the beauty and the vibe and don't try for a PR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I I'm trying to think. I'd only run like last year's cherry blossom, I think was only like the third or fourth time I'd run a 10 mile run. Or maybe it might have been the fifth, but the, the only the second 10 mile race that I've done. Because all my other 10 mile races were the Soldier Field 10 mile in Chicago. And so, um, I don't have a lot of experience with the 10 mile uh, distance other than, or, or like, or events. I guess I have some experience with the distance, but this year, I think I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling good after Tokyo. So I think I'm going to go for a PR. I think last year I came in at like 64.30. I think I'd like to get under 64 this year. I think I could do it. We'll see. I mean, it'll be a good test. That'll be exactly two weeks from Boston. Well, not exactly. It'll be 15 days from Boston. So, like, it'll be a good kind of, like, indicator for how I'm feeling for what I'm going to do in Boston, you know? Dermot says, any recommendations for a wide-fitting marathon race issue for Copenhagen in May using the Saucony Speed 3 for training runs? Have you tried the Endorphin Pro? Like I know, I don't know. It's not a wide fitting shoe, but um, if you're getting along well with the Endorphin Speed Three, then the Endorphin Pro Three should be really nice option for you. And I know that Widefoot Jarrett seems to like the SC Elite. I don't know if they're actually making that shoe in a wide or not, but I know. I think I think his take has been even for wide footers, it's a good one. So the SC Elite is another good option um, that you could use. The um, Hyperion Elite has always been like a more generous fitting shoe, but I just haven't been loving the Hyperion Elite lately. And then there's also the uh, Ultra, which I'm not sure how available Ultra is in Ireland, but the Ultra Vanished Carbon, that has a foot-shaped toe box. That's probably like the best wide fitting option. It's a bit of an underrated shoe, and I do think that there might be some durability issues. Just that outsole material isn't meant to last, but it's a fun shoe to run in. All right, I'm really far behind you guys. I'm going to scroll up a little bit. Um, Shannon says, oh, careful about doing going too hard in, in, in D.C. You got to save something for Boston. The legs are going to feel it. Yeah, I mean... Hmm. I was thinking that like, you know, 
10, the 10 miles, I'm almost to the point where a 10 mile race could be a, a quality session, like threshold session day, you know, an hour at threshold. But like, I think that would be pretty taxing for two weeks out. So I don't know, maybe I, maybe I need to dial it back just a little bit. Hmm. That's a good point, Shannon. Maybe I'll run threshold for the first half. So like a five mile threshold, that would be a pretty good day. And then chill out the second half or chill the first half. And then, I don't know, a lot of options. Now I'm not sure. Now I got to rethink it. That's okay though. That's good. That's good though. Um, Shannon also says, didn't, didn't co run some with Megan to try to hit 60 at Cherry Blossom? No, that was Frank, A6 Frank. Megan wanted to run 60 and she did. She ran like 59 something, which is bonkers fast. Um, and Frank was like, just like, I don't think Frank was even training, but he's a fast runner. And he was just like, I'll pace you. And she was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and they, and they both did it last year. Frank wants to know what are the great 10 milers, Cherry Blossom, Broad Street, Garden of the Gods. You see, I don't even know that many. I couldn't even name three 10 mile races. That's, I just don't have that much experience with that race distance. Frank says there's an army 10 miler. That sounds like it'd be really intense. I did look a little bit more. I know it's not a 10 mile race, but I was looking more at the, is Adam here? I was, I was thinking about him yesterday and I was like, ah, I'm kind of trying to find a way to get to Boulder for the Boulder Boulder this year. But it's always, that's tough because that's a, that's a big family weekend. That'll be the weekend. My kids are done with school. They finish in May this year. So, um, yeah, they finish school. They go to, they start school earlier and they end earlier here in the suburbs compared to the city. Um, so like, I'm not used to that. I'm used to my kids being in school all the way in, in like to the middle of June. Like I was texting my sister yesterday. She's in Connecticut. Her kids are in school until the middle of June, uh, which is more normal, what I'm more used to. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get away for that weekend. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Stevie 76 says, always listen to Shannon. That's where it's pretty good. It's pretty good advice. And Shannon says, do more marathon pace workouts. See, the thing is though, I feel like I just, I just ran a marathon. So I'm like, do I need a lot more marathon effort work? I feel like I should focus, get back to some more threshold work or will that, or that be, will that beat up the legs too much? I'm not sure. This is a really good place to have a coach, <laughs> but I don't have a coach. So I don't know. Run Tommy says, on the other hand, super foam, save your legs. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to run in. I was thinking about maybe maybe I'll run in the Edge Plus because I, I don't have that many miles in my Edge Plus. I think I maybe have 50 or 60 miles in that shoe. I could run in the Metaspeed Sky Plus again, but I just ran a race in those. Um, I've already, I'm way over 100 miles in my Super Blast, but that would be a fun one to run in. I don't really want to run race a 10 mile race in magic speed too. feels like a long way to go. So I'm not sure. I'm, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if a six will send me an Evo right speed. Maybe I'll do 10 miles in that. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to run in. It's an Asics race, so I've got to pick an Asics shoe. So we'll see. Hmm. Mm, Ryan Ross says, hey, Kofam. Suggestions on what to add to my current rotation of Nova Blast 3 and more version 4s? Uh, well, it seems like you've got easy day and you've got recovery day and long run day. I think that you need to add like a carbon. I think you go with a carbon plated option at this point. Start thinking about what you want your race shoe to be. Um, I think, you know, if you want to stay with Asics, you got the MetaSpeed Sky Plus. And then if you want to stay with New Balance, like your more version fours, you can go with the SC Elite version three. Um, two other great options to throw in there would be the Endorphin Pro 3 or the Audios Pro 3 too. So like those are four, I think, some fun options that you could throw in from a carbon-plated racing perspective. I think that would round out the rotation nicely. One thing that happened to me though, so I did a, a threshold workout Wednesday, felt surprisingly good, um, in the Adios Pro 3. And it's the first time I've run in them hobbling in about four or five months. It's been a while. And um, my right foot, there's a really crazy clicking sound that's happening. And at first I thought, well, maybe I just tied them funny and the shoelaces were slapping something or maybe the upper was bending funny and it was making a creasing noise. But even after my entire workout on my cool down, I just heard a, like every other step, click, 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 click. And I'm like, oh, did I snap a carbon plate? Did I snap a carbon rod? Like the energy rods that they have? And um, I think either one is dislodged a little bit. So like, you know, you imagine there's probably these four channels that are in the shoe. So the rods can slide right in. I'm guessing one maybe got dislodged a little bit and every time my foot hits it, it's like snapping. But some, something is making a really weird noise. If I'm way up on my toes, it won't make the noise. But if I'm just like a cool down pace or even marathon pace, it makes a really loud clicking sound. So I'm like, oh. the shoe still feels good. It still performs, but it's just clicky. I feel like if anyone were near me, they'd be like, this guy's knee is about to explode. You know what I mean? Just because it sounds so weird. So, I don't know. It just another indication that maybe I should race Boston in the Endorphin Elite. I'm not sure. TV76, though, says if you got to make a wish, if you snap a carbon rod. <laughs> maybe this is a shoe that I have to take apart and try to figure out what's making the click. I don't know. Yeah, Michelle DeMaio says, hey, I'm late. Just want to say good luck to everyone running LA on Sunday. Yeah, good luck, everybody. It's a different finish, slightly different finish. You're not going to make a right at the Volvo this year, I think. I think you just keep running straight, if I got it correctly. So, good luck, everybody. Um, and Ray Norton says, how has it been a whole year since the last Italy Marathon? It seems like it was just a little while ago. Dermot says that the old age is called clicking. The clicking is just called old age, Kofuzi. When I went in a race, people are ducking because they think someone's shooting at them. <laughs> Run Tommy says, Boston is an Adidas race, so you got to go Primex strung. I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, I'd have to get the Primex strung, though, because um, my Primexes have like 150 miles on them. I guess I could, I could still run a marathon. I'm at 100. They might have more than 150 miles on them. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know if this was weird or what. 
or, or like, or um, weird. I don't know if this was true or not, but someone sent me a photo or I saw, no, I saw an Instagram post of like an all white Primex strung. Was that like a mock-up or what? Or a shoe that's coming soon? I'm like, I, I would get that. That one looked amazing. Jason says, I'm late as well. Good to see you again, Jason. He says, caught up watching bas basketball and working. He says, he's a fellow knee clicker here too. I've had it my whole life. Doc says, nothing is wrong. I just have loud knees. The thing is, it's not my knees. It's just, it's really my shoe. I promise you, it's not my knees. <laughs> it's, I think there's something wrong with one of the carbon rods in the Primex 3 for me. Or not Primex, the Adios Pro 3. And Shannon says, yes, please dissect the shoe. We need to make sure Sirius Runner watches so he can satirize the video. <laughs> Has he been making fun of people who that take apart shoes? Oh, I, I haven't, because I, I haven't done that since the Pegasus 38. No, no, 36, I think. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Mm, yeah. Uh, Otto Vivi says, Kovas, have you tested any Topo shoes? I have a, I finally have a pair in. I am, I unboxed them on the channel a little while ago or on the live stream. So I've got these, I think they're Cyclone 2s. Yeah, Cyclone 2. Um, I, I will test them soon. I don't know if I want, I, ha I do have a workout scheduled for tomorrow. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm like excited and also a little bit nervous. I really want to like it. That's what makes me nervous. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. It's interesting. So this will be my first Topo shoe that I try. I've, ha I've had it for a while. It just with the Tokyo Marathon and stuff like that, there was just a lot of other stuff happening. But I feel like I'm finally getting caught up on stuff. Um, just in time for more stuff to come in, but yeah, I'm finally starting to get caught up. So like I did my first run in the Forever Run Nitro. I've now got two runs in in the Solomon Sense Rides. Uh, what else am I also working on? Just got the Challenger 7 Gore-Tex video out. Although I filmed that before I left for Tokyo. Just finally got to edit it for now. Um, so yeah, we're catching up. We're catching up. Oh, I've got the Aero Glides. Just thought the shot the B-roll for that. So that'll be coming up. I'll be going probably take that for a first run on Sunday. So it's just a lot of new new shoes. I try to space it out a little bit, you know. So um Jonas said, I heard from some other people that have been experiencing the same clicking and the rods were snapped in half. I mean, I think that's possible. I think it's very possible that I have a snapped rod in there and that's what's making the clicking. I mean, I feel like that's the Okam's razor. That's like the most obvious answer. You know? Rainer, well, I know this one. Uh, oh, wait, wait, well, well, I know one more. Shannon's got something good. Rainer says, how long are you keeping those shoes behind you? Um, I think that these will eventually, well, what I would like to do is 
once ikea or my local ikea has more of these shelves in stock i'll add more shelves then i have more shoes and then the shot will get wider so you could see more of the shoes kind of at once uh that's the goal like i'd like to switch this chair from like me sitting at a table to me sitting in like a like a comfy chair you know like one you'd find in a drawing room you know that kind of chair um so it's a little bit more casual you know but um so then there'll be more shoes to look at but like some of them i'll kind of keep because they're kind of like i don't know i feel like they're kind of a little bit collectible like the 10.9 the secret nimbus 25 things like that are kind of fun to just kind of have around these other ones i think they'll kind of switch out as different shoes kind of get used throughout the year i guess i think i, I haven't really thought it through that much but we'll see all right and then here's the last one um wait this is also an interesting question shilir alazawi says are your shoes dirty yeah use them or you lose them i mean they're they're real shoes you know so um and here's the thing i want to end on Sh uh, shannon said apparently adidas has 30 percent off some shoes on their website extra sale is the code all right i'm gonna go see if it works on pr some primax strong because i don't think i feel like i'm not going to get sent a pair of primax strong hopefully i'll get a pair of the primax strong 2 sent to me so i can test those out whenever that does come out but um I'm assuming that comes out this year, but because um, I saw a pair at TRE last December, but maybe I need to get the strong. I think I probably need. I'm going right, to go check that. If you guys want to go check that out too, let's circle back on Monday. That'll be the next live live stream, uh, same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. I do have some more Japanese gels. Should we do more Japanese gels? I have another brand. I bought two different brands of Japanese gel. So let's try this other brand on Monday. We'll do another Monday mukbang. I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Enjoy your long runs.